you know, rotating fan blades based on the fin of a humpback whale. Wow. Because it's aerodynamic when they jump up. And so we're starting to model some of the things we make after these incredible systems that have evolved in the sea. Huh. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Uh, well, speaking of the diversity of species, uh, you, you mentioned in your book that you never realized all of the strange sex going on in the ocean. <laughs> what, what did you find most surprising? <laughs> okay, you had to bring that up. <laughs> I, you bet. <laughs> you can't resist. Well, again, you know, nature has evolved many different ways, not only for mating to occur, but for, you know, offspring to be produced and survive. So there are a lot of different strategies. I didn't realize all of these, in some cases, fairly odd strategies, things like there are swimming snails that start as males, mate as males, they swap sperm, and then they change into females. Once they change into females, it's pretty handy. They've already got the sperm. <laughs> they're ready to go. It's, you know, there's no gender problem, no relationship issues. Pretty good. Are there enough males to go around then? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of males because then they change into females. So when they're born, you know, they're born, born as males. So and They're all as as born keep... as males and then eventually end up as females? Yeah, they, they start as males. And then once they swap sperm, they change into females. So what you're describing are species that change their bodies dramatically at times. I mean, to the point where you wouldn't even recognize them from one day to the next. Well, they do. And, and that, you know, one, again, one of the very interesting things is how do they do that? Uh, another example of that that I think is fascinating is that there are a lot of animals in the ocean that can regenerate body parts. An example is the sea cucumber, which seems to be this docile log on the seafloor, but if predators threaten it, it's able to eviscerate, meaning it can eject its internal organs, which is, you know, kind of disgusting. It's like if a mugger came up to you or an eye and we sort of vomited up our, you know, lungs. <laughs> but the advantage is they can use that as a decoy, slowly crawl away, and they can regenerate their internal organs within three to five weeks. Imagine if we understood how that works. Yeah. There's another very strange fish that you write about, the hagfish, which uh, oh. lives, for instance, right off the coast of Maine. The hagfish lives in sort of deep, cold, salty water and has sort of gruesome feeding techniques, I guess you could say. Really two claims of fame. It's feeding and its ability to produce copious amounts of slime. Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about the feeding. So, they have a tongue that has sort of like two rows of teeth on it, but it's not very good for biting through scales or tough fish flesh. So, they must find other ways to get inside a fish for access to its tasty organs and flesh. So, they go in through the mouth, through the gills, and I'm sorry to say, the back door. In through the butt. They are shaped like eels. They look very much like eels, although they're fish, but they are long and fairly skinny, slippery, no scales, um, so they kind of slither in. And, you know, I will say, burial at sea, no longer an option for me. Hagfish. <laughs> Hagfish. Yeah, okay, so you mentioned uh, there's a slime factor as well. Oh, Great slime factor. So their other sort of claim to fame is that when they are threatened by predators or injury, they can produce huge quantities of slime very fast. Within minutes, they could produce enough to fill seven 
buckets of slime. Do we pretty much understand oceans now, or are there still big mysteries out there? Huge mysteries out there. You know, we're always discovering new species. Only something like 5 to 10% of the ocean has even been explored. There are species we haven't found yet, undoubtedly. Uh, there's plenty of animals we've seen at the surface, but we don't really know what they do day in and day out. If you think about it, whales, dolphins, even fish, we see them at the surface. We don't know what they do the rest of the day and night. And so it's a very hidden world from us, and because of that, we really don't know that much. Ocean research and education have not been a priority for this country for a long time. And in fact, like everything else, it's really taking a hit with what's going on in the debt crisis. And it continues not to be a priority. I mean, if you look at what we invest in space exploration, and I'm not